Welcome Married to Who, a podcast where a couple of couples watch Doctor Who for the very first time. My name is Jake, with me are the couples Cody, Sam, Jill, Alex, and our producer Terry. This week we're here to talk about The Chase, written by Terry Nation, directed by Richard Martin, aired May 22nd to June 26th, 1965. Before we begin, Cody. Jake. 60 seconds on the clock. Give us your plot synopsis. Wait, that's not, I thought it was after the intro. Okay, um, the, uh, Doctor and Fred's are, there's a, they're running from uh, Daleks. Dogs are chasing them at their own time machine. They go to different places. They go to the top of the Empire State Building and meet a guy who does a terrible, terrible New York accent. He's actually really hard to listen to, but he's still an enthralling character, so I really like to watch him. Then they go to some crazy, like, weird little fair thing with, like, Frankenstein and Dracula and it's super weird and a uh, delicate suplex. That's kind of cool. And then they go somewhere else. They're like, why are we running for the dogs? We should take their shit. And then they decide that they're going to stop somewhere like a planet mechanist. And there's giant perfume monster things. Ian <laughs> tricks them. They get away while the Daleks are fighting. And then, um, they steal a TARDIS and they're like, oh, by the way, my TARDIS can't go to the same place twice, lol. They're like, oh, well, the uh, Dogwood cat, they're like, we're going to go home. Fuck you. And then they leave. And then the doctor and Vicky look on like, our show's about to suck. And then Vicky's like, yeah. Nailed it. All of it. Time. Did you skip the <laughs> first three episodes? I, not the first three, but I knew there was something Definitely before. the first two. What, what did I start out with? I missed the, the fungus. The fungus. The fungus. Hey, Cody. Hey, Jake. Out of 156 classic Doctor Who stories, where do you think this one falls? I'm going to put it at a very solid 152. What? <laughs> well, we know what Cody thought of this one. Jeez. Uh, Terry? I am going to be bold and say 36. Oh, that was my number. Alex. Did Terry oh. hit puberty? 32. I'm not feeling yeah, well. That was <laughs> my number. <laughs> 30s? It's a Dalek episode. Jill. It is a Dalek 45. episode. 45. Sam. Take 31, Jake. Sam had to be the furthest away. It's 111. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck no. all of you. What? <laughs> You're I love this wrong. game. It's such a big wrong with people. I mean, no. I didn't. I didn't think it was good, but it was a Dalek episode, so what? I thought it'd be rated super high. What is yeah. wrong with also you people? What? I don't like classic Who. Classic Who's <laughs> trash. But we're comparing it against other classic Who. Yeah. This is the lowest rated Dalek episode in all of classic Who. I mean, that's fair. Alex and I... They're barely in it. In, in Brothers, we watched every Dalek story, and we ranked them how we would put them. I had this one third. I Ugh. love this one. 
<laughs> I think it's fantastic. You love this one for the wrong reasons. I guarantee it. I think you hate <laughs> it for the wrong reasons. That's fair. We are now at that point where we're going to talk about it. I'll start. I think it's goofy and campy and fun. I like the fact that every episode has a different setting for the most part. So it feels segmented so that it's easier to watch kind of all in one sitting because the episodes are all different enough from each other. I like the, uh, just like the, the feel of adrenaline of being chased by the Daleks and the Daleks like acknowledging that our TARDIS team is like a threat and that they're real enemies and they're fixated on these people. Uh, and it's our first like proper companion departure where they choose to leave and aren't just ditched on the side of some post-apocalyptic town. <laughs> Are we gatekeeping proper departures here? What was wrong with Susan's departure? No, she... She, she, she was a choose. child and she, she, was, she was abandoned. abandoned. Yeah. <laughs> she was a special hey, she child. She is now a farmer and has a man. She's fine. Oh, is that... Terry, what do you think of this one? <laughs> we judge I... a value by having a man, Terry? <laughs> yes. <laughs> poor Terry. Poor, uh, poor Terry. <laughs> oh. uh, I really enjoyed this. This was my second time watching it because I also uh, recorded it for Barbara's story on Brothers, I think, for her departure. So I've seen this before, so it was really fun watching it again. But what did you think of it? I thought it was good. There were some aspects that I thought were kind of shitty. What'd you think of it? I've seen it twice. <laughs> I this more. is why I watched it another time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought it was great. The story was fun. To... Alright, I'm done. We're done. You guys are bullies. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they really are, aren't they? Jesus, let We're them talk. We're back and beat them. Please. Joe, what do you think of the story? I liked it a lot. I don't remember if we called the previous, if we called the Space Museum a romp. Did we? I don't know. I don't think but so. if we didn't, then maybe this is the first romp. This was very rompy. Um, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I was engaged through all six episodes. I watched the last one a little bit late last night, and I rewatched it. I was much more engaged, like... They all had a story and a purpose and plots that were just enjoyable. I liked it. Sam. Uh, I like the fact that it all seemed, like, all the episodes seemed like completely different stories, like different settings. It made it easier to watch. And that was the good part. Uh, but what did you think about it? <laughs> it was easier to watch, so it's fine. <laughs> it had some... Well, might I remind you, us watching Classic Who was your idea. <laughs> it was kind of rompy in areas, like it had some dumb humor in it, which I enjoy. The first two episodes could not bother me to stay awake during. The next couple were pretty good. Are you excited at the prospect of getting some new companions? I'll let you know. <laughs> Don't have high hopes. <laughs> what do you mean you let me know? <laughs> uh, Alex. Yeah. Uh, it's... I, I agree I, I with Jake. I think it's a great episode. 
Um, what Sam was saying with all the episodes being like different settings and different characters with an overarching story, I think that was a great move. Um, and Terry Nation is a pioneer in his time for writing such a story in such a way. I don't know if that's true, but man, <laughs> it took him way too long to get to that format. <laughs> Well, it's what Moffat ended up doing with most of his two-parters. Not all of them, but most of them. Where he really liked to have, like, either a big time jump between first and second episodes. Or, like, a different setting. Like, in the Angel two-parter, the first set- first episode's in a cave. Second episode's in a forest. Just to, like, make them different from each other. Yeah. And I, it really helps when you go back and have to watch these all in one go. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it was good. I thought the the acting was really good. Um and it was engaging all throughout, so yeah. It was a fun one. Cody What? You thought the acting was really good? <laughs> Did he say that? Jake Cody, we know the shit you like, so don't still be are, holding plot are, over people's are you, heads. I have never seen so many self-corrected lines yeah. on a fucking TV show in my life. There was a lot. Well, have you watched a lot of 60s TV shows that were basically shot live? Ah, uh, just the ones you forced me. So, and this is probably, you know, I think this is a good sample size of the shows of that era. Clearly, it's not, like, shot live. It's just redo your shitty scene. Say your fucking line, Hartnell. Damn. <laughs> there were... <laughs> there was a reason that Hartnell's one of two doctors to ever be fired. <laughs> like, it, it wasn't going well. <laughs> it's good. And Barbara has fallen, in my opinion... She just does stuff, people shit on her stuff, and then she's like, oh, well, all right, carry on. Jake, I thought this entire series was just a blender of eight stories, and they're just like, I'm going to throw a whole bunch of shit at this. Eight stories. And our props department. Maybe four stories. Excuse me? Excuse me. (laughs) Our props department is going to work fucking overtime for two weeks to make 12 different scenes and 100 different costumes for all these fucking stories, which were magnificent, by the way. Costume department, props. (laughs) Oh, well done. Always on point. But uh, before you add yet another point, let's go back to one because I really I really liked it. I I kind of agree with you with Barbara kind of being a letdown in the story, but I think there's a reason, and this is all conjecture, this is just what I would have been doing. Vicky is now the singular star of this show, apart from the Doctor. So I, yeah. I think you kind of got to use this time to boost Vicky up, and that might be at the expense of Barbara. Yeah, yeah. When Thoughts I said good prayers, acting, though. it was it was Vicky and Ian is what I was remembering. Like they were the the two stars in my mind on the on the on the story. Vicky did a lot better than she has oh, done in the past. Ian Ian went down fighting in this story. Like he he knew it was his last one. He brought out all of his best jackets. Yeah, all all of his best looks. He was just he was funny. He was debonair. He had it all. 
Can we do a can we do a banging confirmation on Ian? Oh yeah, for Ian sure. Ian be banging. I, yeah. Ian I'm be hundred percent yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is that our first banging of Classic Who? I think I th- so. That's yeah. For sure, it is our first banging. You know who else is banging? Fucking nobody. Well, <laughs> you didn't like the, the, the mechanoids. You didn't like the bees. <laughs> the fungoids. The the D twenties of guy on the top of uh. <laughs> so this is hilarious. So the mechanoids are in as far as I can remember are the only species that just easily defeated the Daleks. Just no problem, <laughs> and they are not brought back until that shitty YouTube cartoon that they did like a year and a half ago. <laughs> so the mechanoids That's the next time they're brought back at Doctor Who. Are, so did I hear that prisoner guy, whatever his name was, right? Tony when he's when Steven? he said Steven Tyler. When he said that uh like the humans sent them forward to like build their city. So yeah. are they even a yeah. species? Like they're just robots that uh have AI, I guess. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll show you an episode of Star Trek if you really want to have this debate. The Borg. Well, but they're just doing, (laughs) they're just following their programming. It's not like they have conscience, unless they do. Like, did we get that from this? Isn't AI kind of a conscience? No, AI is a script. (laughs) (laughs) But if it's a learning AI, an adaptable AI. Yeah, but can can it decipher between good and evil? I guess is how I would say what consciousness is. I think once robots get bored enough, <laughs> I think there's thousands of years of debate on that topic. Yeah, <laughs> the I just thought that was int- I thought I thought they were a species that like lived there, but it, when I watched it again, I caught that line. I was like, "Oh shit! This was a human creation that was sent ahead of time. They're just drones, pretty much, with pincers." Sure. I don't know. The doctor kind of there's kind of a a shaky line where he's like, oh, they were taught to repair themselves when like, we know that we sent robots to, to Mars that were like, oh, their battery was supposed to last for two years and it's 30 years later and they're still running. And now we send them with nuclear batteries that last forever. So it could have been like, yeah, they have nuclear or they have like wicked good batteries (laughs) instead of like, oh, they learn how to repair themselves. Hmm. But you could take that, their program to repair themselves line and extrapolate it to their program to better themselves and improve upon themselves. And then they get from drones to sentient beings. Yeah, I suppose. I'm trying to think of other Doctor Who episodes that we've seen where it was that kind of thing. And the only one I can think of right now is... um, with uh amy and rory with like the like the always keep smiling robots you remember those and like that was that was bill not amy and rory i thought oh yeah that was bill but yeah like they they saw like sadness as a disease so they had to like exterminate it but i mean was that i mean that was ai but that wasn't sentience was it that was like faulty programming right like they were yeah. That was technology run amok. They were supposed to do everything they could to make sure that their owners were happy. <laughs> so when they were sad, they killed them. <laughs> right. 
They solved the problem, didn't they? <laughs> um, who's got stuff? Go. Uh, if we're continuing on with the idea of costumes, I know that was brought up earlier. Oh, um, yeah. We're always continuing on with the idea of costumes. <laughs> I thought a lot of them were great. Like, the period costumes for, like, the queen, the pirates, all of that stuff was awesome. Uh, the ones I... Yeah, I completely forgot about that queen and Shakespeare yeah. scene from the previous time. But that was cool. I didn't fully get the, the scene. Like, what was he... What was she trying to get him to do and... You probably have an answer, and I still don't know <laughs> what that is, because I don't know Shakespeare. It was the story of Hamlet and how it was written. Is there a mystery behind how it was written? No, it just it's turned just turned out to be, scene. like, his biggest playwright, and he was like, no, that's dumb. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, Hamlet. <laughs> that was a really short scene. I actually think I liked that one. It was, uh... The typecast for Shakespeare was spot on. As soon as you saw him... You mean not like the guy who played him in Martha's season? Not like Warwick playing Hartnell. Sorry, man. Like, close, though. Oh, that one hurt. That one hurt a lot. I mean, what are they going to do? It's the 60s, right? But, like, just don't show his face that much. Are you talking about the robot (laughs) and the weird voiceover? Yep. (laughs) <laughs> Which, like, at that point, like, could the doctor not just stand in on the standalone scenes for that? Right? Like, they, they just showed scenes with him. They they choose the weirdest times to have the other actor's face. So, that guy, Edmund Warwick, you're right. So he had, this is just something I heard, I don't know how true this is. He was the body double for Hartnell in Reign of Terror, when they're, they shoot the doctor, like, walking down a French road, and it was this guy. And they promised him at the time that they would get him, like, a part where you could see his face. <laughs> but for some reason, that part had to still be the doctor, I guess. <laughs> like, why <laughs> he... So, they get him in here, and I totally understand when you have to have both of them in a scene at the same time. Yeah, bring that guy in. Hey, he doesn't look exactly like him. What are you going to do? But 90% of the shots are where there's just one of them in in a, not just in the shot, but in the scene. And having lines. And at one point they have him, right, but at one point they have him actually playing the doctor and not the robot one. And I don't know why. Alex pointed that out too. Like, what is the point of that swap? (laughs) <laughs> like, was William Hartnell, like, gone for the day? And they're like, you look like him. Was that when, was that when they were <laughs> wrestling? He, he knew that guy was coming, so he's like, sweet, vacation day for me. And they're like, no, no, no. He's like, no, nope, see you later. There was, like, a, there was a part, like, early on in the story. But then at the end, too, when they were, like, swip-swapping, I think they were doing it wrong then, too. Well, no, I think that was part of the thing, because Ian was going to kill the doctor, doctor. And then they're like, wait, it's this guy. And it was, like, the the robot one. Oh, and I think this is the first time I caught that they figure it out because he calls Vicky Susan. Oh, I didn't even notice oh. that. Oh, and yeah. And Barbara, Barbara's like, this is the fake one. Wow. Good job, Barbara. Yeah, because the, the Daleks wouldn't have had Vicky's name. That's really cool. Wow, I missed it. They should have really done, like like, a... 
like a musical sting and a, like a smash close up on that or something. I felt like it. I don't know. I thought it was pretty evident. Oh, you you caught it? I didn't. Oh yeah, for sure. Anyway, uh-huh. costumes. Go ahead. Yeah, going back to that, the first two episodes when we meet the sea people, I forget what they're called. Um, probably in color, they would look great, but in black and white, they look like oh, yeah. human cucumbers. They just don't look good at all. <laughs> well, especially because you know, like when you see what the Daleks used to look like, like they're using. Like blues and teals and grays to look good in black and white. So yeah, I bet those things looked awesome. Yeah. Aquarians. Before we go out too far, I want to go back to that um the doctor's like future TV or time TV. So there's there's a, a scene where they see a Beatles performance, and that happens to be the only remaining footage of that Beatles performance which is kind of fun because there's so many Doctor Who episodes that are missing What? but the original script had the Beatles acting in this story like they were supposed to play like old men in the 21st century doing a performance and they like said yes that they would do it but then their manager was like you're not doing that. <laughs> the brand. That would have been so cool. That would be cool. Yeah, if the Beatles were in Doctor Who, especially when, you know, they didn't all survive to the 21st century, it would have been kind of that extra, like, oh, can you imagine if kind of thing. Yeah, yeah you would have gotten so many more probably of, like, celebrity uh, showings on the show a lot earlier oh my god that was terrible cut that out i'm so sorry yeah <laughs> why doesn't doctor who do that though it was probably very expensive like the idea like take a celebrity now who's young and like have a future them when they're old that would be cool like that billy eilish show up as like oh, yeah. an octogenarian doing a performance <laughs> oh you're saying yeah have them cool, have so. them play themselves not like do a character yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and just like a just a one-off performance of some kind. Like when uh in Mummy on the Orient Express they had Fox uh singing in like she wasn't playing herself, but she is a singer, so why not just have her be herself and just like wicked old. You mean just like every other TV show has done? Like yeah, why aren't they doing that? Name one show. All of them. Maybe name one. Watch, hey, maybe it's just shitty TV. Shitty TV the does OC. that all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, I was just, well, yeah, I was just thinking like future OC, versions, like OC and like Buffy, like always had like that random like pan shot of the band yeah. playing. <laughs> like, oh, the most the most popular place in town is this nightclub that only people fifteen to nineteen can get into. Yeah, <laughs> like those are really a thing, and they have the best bands in the world all showing up. The small things. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> uh, one thing I really love about this story is the fact that they're stupid Daleks. <laughs> like the the one guy, like or the one Dalek asks another one to like do some simple math, and he's like, "Uh, the um, so if five, uh, uh," and then he's like, "Oh, the computer says it's this." <laughs> I will obey. I loved the Daleks in this story. 
there's yeah there's another time where one dalek tells another one to do something and he's like he's like oh yeah we should totally blah 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 and then the lead dalek is like we'll do it he's like oh yeah yeah." (laughs) i'm glad they eventually get onto a committee and all decide as one to just stick with exterminate (laughs) yeah what were the other two words that they continuously there's definitely eradicate infiltrate eradicate right well, there, there's a seek, capture, destroy, or something like that. I yeah, they, jails onto something. They, they, they really just any word they they really dig into. If it's three syllables, they're coming for That's it. That's it. I love classic Doctor or Daleks more than regular <laughs> season, whatever we're in, like current Daleks. What I love about these Daleks is I feel like they're like their plans are just smarter. It's not necessarily like of course they're doing it to kill, but they're so thoughtful. Like the whole chase game, like the robot doctor. There's so many things that and um, even like trying to capture. Like they weren't trying to kill everybody. They're like if we capture one, we'll get them all. Type thing. It's just so much more clever than like coming in and exterminate, hundred percent of the time. Yeah, and you could tell like once um once Davros shows up during the fourth Doctor's era, then every Dalek story is just a Davros story, and the Daleks are just robots. And until RTD comes along and he does his whole cult of Scarrow story with those four Daleks that repeat like over his entire tenure. He's like te- if you watch just his Dalek stories during his time. They are telling a story for those Daleks, and that's interesting, and you have to think he's getting some of that from this this time period. Robot Doctor deserves a whole ass episode. Ass episode, you say? Hyphened right after ass. <laughs> uh, Frankenstein suplexed a whole ass Dalek, <laughs> and Count ass Dracula Dalek. just walked up to something and said, I am Count Dracula. Like multiple twice. times. Yeah, twice, three times. There's so many reasons I love that episode. Is it yeah, it's hilarious that they're just at a carnival and they're like in a haunted house. It's hilarious that you can just body slam a Dalek. And we've seen it before in Dalek Invasion of Earth when they all get away at the end. They just pick up Daleks and that kills them. Like if you just lift them up and tilt them a little bit, they die. And then um, <laughs> the fact that the doctor insists that this entire place was inside somebody's mind and that that's yeah. where they yes. landed in the TARDIS and that he would not hear anything else. How do you think they made the uh, the mechanoid walk across that giant bridge? I think it was like fishing line that they were tugging very unsteadily or <laughs> like uh, magnets. Mag- you think magnets could How be magnets? How do they work? I Mag- magnets on a on a track, pulling it along. Yeah. Actually, I 100% believe magnets, because I think even with fishing line, it would have been a little bit smoother. It, it seemed exactly like a magnet, just kind of... But that pan out, mwah, really showed how that uh, prop was made. <laughs> I love that the line is, look at it, it's so huge, and then they shoot this tiny little model. 
<laughs> and it's clearly the smallest thing in the world. And the thing they decide to say before it Ian, is so huge. And Ian was staring at it the whole time. Like, he did not notice <laughs> this giant city there. Yeah, he stayed the night out there, <laughs> staring exactly in that direction. How do you think they shoot the scene where the Daleks are looking into their looking glass? Because it's clearly, it's two images superimposed. But how do you do that in the 60s with film? Two cameras minimally imposed. So when the Daleks are looking into a scene, they have that like weird little circle trap thing on their spinny, hypnotized board majigger. These are all from the Doctor Who Wikipedia. They're actual terms. <laughs> Thank you're you for the you're pity talking... that. So you're, you're saying like that? It's just a monitor. That... No, no, no. The you're talking the spinny discs with yeah. that like would show where the TARDIS team is. Yeah, yeah, and it had like an iris that like seemed like it would open up, but it was weird. Yeah, yep. That was and pretty cool effects. I like that. I think it was too clear to be a monitor. Also, there's no monitors. Fuck you. It'd have to be like a TV. I was thinking of something else. I don't even remember what you're talking about. It's uh, how the Daleks uh, like spied on the TARDIS team. Yeah. Those are cool. There was some cool technology in this. I mean, it, yeah, like that. And the doctor. That, yeah. What was, okay, the doctor started the first story with like, oh, I have this thing. We can go anywhere, any place, anytime, whatever. We can watch it. It's television. Oh. Yeah. So that's just TV. Mm-hmm. But how did they like end up in there in that time period? They never went to any time period that they saw. Huh. <laughs> okay. Interesting. <laughs> I also realized how little I know about history. I mean, I know that I don't know anything about history. I should probably like retake some classes or something, like high school level or middle school. But when he's like, name an event in history, then they yell out, or he's like, oh, I thought of one. They didn't have to say it. He's like, give me the time and geographical location. And the fact that they could just spew that out, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I think I got uh, a solid three on my belt that I could do that. That's it. Well, Barbara's a history teacher, so she like she could help out. Well, that was Ian that said it. Right, but Barbara's there. Also, yeah. Ian learned history to impress Barbara. That or oh, it's for the sure. pillow yeah. talk that they all, have. All those nights in Rome when they were just going <laughs> animalistic on each other. Yeah. Like, you have to take a Gatorade break once in a while. And what else are you going to talk about? So are we getting... Where the Gettysburg Address took place, just like everybody does after sex. Are we getting to the departure? Because obviously they're just going to bone. Um, not yet. There's. I was, I was mistaken earlier when I said that... So this actor did play William Hartnell in that scene in Reign of Terror, but it was because of him coming to help out when William Hartnell was sick during the Dalek invasion of Earth that they gave him this part, especially written for him as a thank you. Well, that's oh, that was nice of them. For Edmund Warwick. And here's a fun bit of trivia you guys are going to love. This is the last six-part story for at, for almost a year. Oh, yeah. praise. Damn. Jesus. 
Well, it's going to be more than a year for us, right? No, because most of it's missing, so it's going to be real soon. Oh, no. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> Straight this to the is, third. We're about to, get, <laughs> we're about to get to the part where just everything's missing. Like the, We've had a lot of stuff so far. Uh, this actually isn't even the season finale. There's one more story in this season. Oh. Awkward. And so I think that's kind of cool, like having the companions go before the finale to kind of... Solidify that they're gone. See ya. Peace. You're so gone, you don't even get to be gone in the finale. Vicky is queen. <laughs> oh, a little fun fact I just looked up. This is the first story to have a character that originated from spin-off media. The Black Dalek, had a, who would be used a whole bunch later, was originally created in the Dalek comic book. Oh. And they used it in the story. That's a real far cry from the other gray shade Dalek. They never had a thought to make a black Dalek? <laughs> but specifically, like, in the comic, it's called the black Dalek. Like, it's supposed to be, like, a higher rank or whatever. Remember how the iPod Daleks went? <laughs> Not good. Power Ranger Daleks. <laughs> Power Ranger Daleks. <laughs> I still It's exterminating time. <laughs> Yeah, they were good Daleks in this one. There was a Dalek that had a gyroscope. Yeah, it's about as interesting as I thought it was, too. <laughs> yeah, you were so excited that they didn't have a plunger. That was just neat. Like, I love expanding <laughs> specific lore, which they did do. We learned the TARDIS can't go to the same mm -hmm. place twice, even though that's not true at all. Oh yeah, I haven't looked at my notes at all. There's a couple of those. It is true, isn't it? Like, that was the whole thing with uh, Father's Day or whatever with Rose. No. No, 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 no. So this is specifically because there's a part of the TARDIS that's broken. And they say, after the Doctor says, we can never go to the same place twice. And then Ian is, either Ian or Barbara's like, man, if only we had taken the time to stop and fix that part that's broken. And then the Doctor's like, well, yeah, but I have no idea how long it could take. Could be months or even years. Travel back in time after you fix it. Boom. Got him. <laughs> what you got on you your notes? You still have to experience that time. <laughs> they do, but they were going to pick Vicky up and she wouldn't no. have to. You drop him off somewhere. Yeah. And then you do it because the doctor is, you know, timeless. And then the doctor goes back to a minute after he dropped him off. And then the only one who experiences time is somebody who experiences time over billions of years with no psychological effects. Yeah, he's not messed up at all. Nope. He's fine. <laughs> Can we get a loony doctor? Just like a season of Joker doctor. Oh, gosh. Where he becomes the anti-villain and has to, like, <laughs> make amends with himself or something. So then the master turns into the voice of reason. Kind of, no, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> that was basically a Matt Smith doctor, though. Like, he was all jovial, but, like, super hated himself inside. Very edgy. I miss Matt Smith. I miss New Who. I'll say it. <laughs>
So brave. <laughs> well, keep missing it. It's going to be a while. Fucking <laughs> oh. roasted. Uh, that, was, that was a really good one. <laughs> I, I have a note from the first episode that says, Hey, Ian, quit touching that 14-year-old girl so much. Ugh, wow. I thought that too. Yeah. And then really, when Barbara and Ian left, I felt real gross about the doctor staying with young Vicky. What? Really? Yeah. Just like by himself. That's creepy old Hartnell. Yeah, you just hate old people then, huh? Uh, (laughs) Just old perverts. Maybe I hate old men traveling with young girls alone. In a giant house. But if they had left her on that planet, she would have had to wait almost a whole day until (laughs) the rescue ship arrived. (laughs) They had no choice but to take her. That is a good point. <laughs> uh, that first episode does have the, like, a callback to the iconic shot of a Dalek coming out of the water with the Dalek coming out of the sand. That was kind of cool. Although I don't know why they had the Dalek grunting. <laughs> like, it was working real hard to get out of that sand. <laughs> that was really yeah. funny. Yeah. It's hard work, yeah. man. You ever get out of sand? <laughs> yeah, it gets <laughs> everywhere. My robot tank. <laughs> I really enjoyed the scene that they uh, decided to throw Vicky over the edge in a noose. <laughs> that was really fun. <laughs> Say that again. What? <laughs> so what scene when, was this? When they dropped her off the roof. Yeah, in the sixth episode, they like tie her up in a wire and like blindfold her. And it's like, okay, we're gonna lower you now, and she's just screaming her head off. And it's like, okay, cool. And then immediately, like. No one's holding the rope. And that like, was a disaster. Yeah, yeah it was. That, it was like, that extra guy just left. Like, and like Barbara was hanging <laughs> off the edge. It's like, did Vicky live? Because she's super useful. <laughs> Stephen, no. Speaking of that guy, him on top of all the other people that were probably murdered in the wake of the TARDIS team flying through, like they they were prisoners, and the deal was. They give the prisoners to the Daleks or they die. And they just left. So now that civilization is <laughs> yeah, dead now. Those people are all yeah. dead. <laughs> they were already they were already enslaved to dig up the TARDIS. Yeah. Because apparently the Daleks could build a time machine. But digging a hole is a step too far. <laughs> like we must enslave this local race to do this. And then they see the TARDIS out of the sand and doing good. And they're like, awesome, the TARDIS, let's go. Yeah, and then and then that guy, like, they just fucking left him. Crazy. Well, speaking of that guy, he's the first actor ever to play two roles in the same episode of Doctor Who. Oh, was he in a Dalek or something? He's both Steven Taylor. Tyler. Taylor. Taylor. And the guy on the roof from Alabama oh, in the cowboy hat. Oh, yeah, on the roof of Empire State oh, Alabama guy, though. Yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> so bad. This is some <laughs> kind of magic trick. Was the inspiration like Gomer Pyle or something like that? Well, yeehaw! <laughs> so anyway, their departure was real uh, goofy. Oh, one last, <laughs> let's not do the departure yet. One last thing. The, the Mary Celeste. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had to Google that. <laughs> I, d- I remember Googling it last a time. A real-world mystery 
just a throwaway joke on Doctor Who. Like, how many people died in this episode. missing ship? That one, like, kept me really interested. Yeah, because it was moving. And that was only, like, six minutes of that episode. They were barely there. They spent a lot of time showing the ship after everyone was gone and made it real ghostly and eerie with, like, the creaking and the wind. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. It turns out all those people died because they jumped off ship because of the Daleks. And there's a lady with a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Captain's wife. How fucking dark is that? But no one knows what happened to the ship. Like, it was just a ghost ship. It was found. That's so fucked to be like, oh, we'll just put it in that it was Daleks. This story that is, like, still a mystery that everyone talks about. <laughs> we'll just be like, ah, Daleks. <laughs> Funny, funnily enough, I, I I saw an article recently on Reddit talking about ghost ships and how they're still a thing. Like, the most recent one was, like, 2020 or something like that. Like, they're just ships that are found that have no crew on them. It's like, what? One last thing, kind of in the same vein of the doctor saying that the TARDIS can't land in the same place twice. He also says that he built the TARDIS. Which is later retconned to not be the case. He grew the TARDIS. The doctor lies. Yeah, that too. And they even, for the 50th anniversary, give us a shot of him and Susan stealing the TARDIS. (laughs) Not him, you know, working away at his workshop. Maybe he stole that TARDIS, but he built another one. So, like, he knows how to do it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Been doing this whole life. Yeah, he he stuff. Like that's that's like Academy TARDIS building one oh one. Like <laughs> you learn how to build a TARDIS in case you need to if you're ever lost in the field or whatever. <laughs> well he does do it in um the doctor's wife, just builds yeah. TARDIS. Part of their school before they look into uh the hole of death. <laughs> the untempered schism. <laughs> Carpentry 101. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's talk about the companions leaving. How'd you guys feel about it? Were you surprised? Were you emotional? It came out of the blue. What the hell? They there's usually, no, like, they media, usually do. There's no... Not, ah, not that hard. Like, there's no resolve. It's not like, well, you know, Vicky's here. I mean, I guess now that you said, like, they made Vicky dominant, but Ian was still dominant throughout the whole story. Like, Barbara's the only one who didn't really do stuff. And, and I kind of want to reword what I was saying. I think they're purposely trying to make Vicky seem a little older than maybe they originally intended. Because I think moving forward from here, she is treated like an adult. And I and I think that's purposeful, because I think she's... She's going to be the lead of the show now. Well, if they want her to be older, they shouldn't give her pigtails. <laughs> yeah, that's step one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when did you start kind of catching on when the the line is, oh, the Daleks time machine could go anywhere. And they're just kind of like, oh. Well, the doctor seemed like totally against it. Well, yeah, he's sad. He doesn't want his friends to leave. Those aren't friends. Those are hostages, Jake. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the doctor doesn't handle his emotions well. He lashes out when he's sad. Mostly at Chesterton. 
Because he wants to fuck Barbara. <laughs> Is the doctor a cuck and just watching Ian plow Barbara? Oh, you you think he doesn't have cameras in their bedrooms? <laughs> you are mistaken. Oh shit! He built the TARDIS. I mean, come on! <laughs> I mean, come on! <laughs> He's just watching my. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Anyone shit. else? Any any feelings about Ian and Barbara? I I'm sad about it because I didn't expect it. Like I thought when they got Vicky, you know, they're all gonna be like a nice little team for a bit, and that lasted no time at all. Like I I feel like I was just getting to know them as the team of three well, plus. They got to go home. I mean, going home's cool. Good yeah. for them, and it's cool that they just like figure going out. home after a two year absence. Yeah, I'm curious how that's gonna play yeah. out. They're definitely not getting their jobs back. <laughs> no shot. And then, like, aren't there, like, isn't that a whole lot of work to, like, like, I'm sure they were pronounced dead or something, right? Oh, yeah. Like, their bank accounts were closed yeah. and given to their next of kin. <laughs> yeah. And those fuckers spent every last penny. Yeah. Their 401ks are cashed out. They they are broke and homeless. <laughs> but they're taking selfies all over London. Yeah, that photo montage. They were real happy. Gonna need a montage. Montage. <laughs> Just add them to the list of homeless companions. Those two and Dan. Oh no. Well, oh, and Dan. Uh, didn't they drop Sarah Jane off in like some rando place? <laughs> yeah, like the wrong country. Yeah. <laughs> she like dropped her off in Scotland. I mean, that's that's in the past, but in the future, we'll see. Yeah, we'll get there. But, you know, it's close. It's closer than being two years out. <laughs> so I think them leaving is just one step closer to us being at the end of Classic Who. So I I don't feel a lot of sadness. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode is I one know. step closer to being. To that's the like end. a big leap, though. Um, how excited are you for neither time nor the space to be doing Sarah Jane adventures right now? Well, are, are you gonna watch it? I was like, we haven't. I was I haven't discussed with you on if we can watch it yet or not. So, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't really have any desire to watch it. I mean, we we could take a break during classic to do like Torchwood. Or there's a few other things we can do. But, I mean, we're eventually going to be coming back to classic before we do Sarah Jane Adventures. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, because of their podcast, I've watched the first three episodes now. And, you know, that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Yeah, I watched one with you and, like, I didn't get the rest of that story. So it's like, what the fuck happens? I want to know. So now I'm like slightly hooked on that, just to. Oh my gosh! Keep I was gonna say, if Terry it. thinks it's bad, you know it's really, really bad. But <laughs> no one likes it. It's still trash. No. <laughs> if Terry said it was bad, we'd be watching it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Cody. Mister Jake, what kind? What kind of companions would you like our team to pick up in the next story? Aliens. <laughs> some random it does happen humanoid alien species 
that uh, the doctor has to keep in check, but just has to transport, but is having difficulties getting this alien to the place he needs to get them to, uh, because things keep going wrong. Do you want? Do you want to stick with like the the three companion format? No. Two. Two MOs. Two. But it feels weird, like so, Vicky so one, being one there. So one alien to run around with Vicky. <laughs> one alien to run around with Vicky. But like a hot alien, right? I mean, we got to get the dads to watch the uh, the three boob alien from Total Recall. <laughs> Oh, what's the hottest alien? It's got to be a Star Trek w- pop culture. one, right? Like, there's got to be a Star Trek one. Or Star Wars. Oh, there's tons. Star Wars got the Twi'leks. Yeah. I was just about to say Twi'leks is cheating. Because <laughs> everyone would say Twi'leks. What is the Twi'lek? It's it's the strippers. It's the Star Wars strippers. Yeah. <laughs> the strippers. <laughs> Googling. Let's go with, like... Let's go with main main person that has like a proper name and you can't say star wars that's fantasy everyone's an alien like han solo is an alien he's not from earth he's from corellia i mean if we're sticking with star wars i would have said ahsoka she's pretty ahsoka's a stripper no ahsoka's also a twi'lek isn't she no did we say twi'lek no she's not a twi'lek she's got the the weird head tentacles but it's not twi'lek tentacles oh let me Google Ahsoka's race. <laughs> oh, that's right. She that's in like a certain shape. She's a tor- she's, she's a Togruta. To- yeah, Togruta. Togruta. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a Twi'lek Jedi in the Coliseum when they save Obi Wan and Anakin. I saw one. Oh yeah. Sam's just staring at me weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I I Google just on my phone hot alien and. <laughs> <laughs> and the government came to your house <laughs> the third one is from Amazon and it's hot alpha alien husbands <laughs> so we know what we're doing after this season's over yeah. we're watching hot alpha alien husbands oh that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> uh. so yeah um, but also, the hottest alien is Deanna Troy from Star Trek. Also, the the uh, oh shit, the Avatar aliens came up too. That's they're pretty good. They're they're not even they're cats. They're cats. <laughs> they're, are they cats? They don't even have vaginas. Are they cats? <laughs> they, they, they plug their hair into each other and just <laughs> vibe on feelings. Yeah, that's like uh, oh shit. That's like uh, fuck uh, Demolition Man. <laughs> They put the helmet on, right. and they just come. And that sucks. <laughs> he doesn't know how to use the three she shells. Oh, man. <laughs> I should watch Demolition Man. Oh, <laughs> uh, I watched it, like, in the last month. I watch it all the time. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Hey, Alex. Yeah. Who's your MVP? Mm, I'm going to have to say Vicky. She was killing it. She had she had everything, everything going on. Jill, I want it to be Ian and Barbara collectively. I think Ian's a fair choice, but I don't think Barbara is. But 
Like, as their last little thing, I just want it to be them. It ain't them. It's Ian. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Vicky was pretty dope. I'm going to go with... Um, I kind of think... Okay, I don't... With the ships, like with the Dalek, Dalek ships and the interior... Is that props? Set? Probably set. I'll go set. I like the moving little Dalek ships. That's it. It's not Barbara Ian. Set. Sorry, I'm looking it up. Uh, just to give, I also have the set designers as mine. Uh, Raymond Cusick and John Wood. Oh, of course. Raymond Cusick, creator of the Daleks. Um, speaking of creator of the Daleks, I'm going Terry Nation. Like, he... It's kind of a a reuse of his Keys of Marinus idea. Like, let's have every story be in a different location, but they're being chased instead of a quest. And I'm just kind of like... It, it, it's. I mean, it's my third favorite Dalek story, and some of the Dalek stories get really repetitive, and so I'm going to give him the props well I can. Oh, Gamora? No, Sam. Yes. Gamora's pretty hot. Yeah. That's, yeah. But if we're saying Zoe Saldana, then just say Uhura from Star Trek. <laughs> oh, if we're going to say Uhura from Star Trek, just let's go back to the cat people in Avatar. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's, so we're just saying Zoe Saldana is the world's hottest alien. <laughs> sure, if yeah. your story needs a hot alien, you just get Zoe Saldana. Oh, I just got the low battery in my headset. So uh, let's wrap this shit up. Who's left? Um, Terry, you already said yours. Sam, who's your MVP? Um, Lum Hartnell for playing two different people. It's fun times. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> he did for Him like and another one guy. part. Oh, yeah, that's true. He did the voice for that other yeah, guy. Yeah, it was great. The part that I don't know why in they just totally did totally realistic that. way. Yeah. Cody? The costume designer for their oh, shears, Perry, sweat, and toil. Oh, look it up quick. I mean, she's like, oh, it's always the same one, right? I think so. Daphne Dare. Yeah. Just one person? Yeah, it's called renting. She's the lead of the department. Okay. Just a small crew of 13 children making fungus <laughs> umbrellas. Yeah, kindergarten art. But stuff like that, like you never know if it's costumes or if it's set design that do the, like the monsters. I, I have no oh, idea. If a person kind of goes in it, it's a costume. This Gamora has a dump truck, bro. Daleks were created by set design. <laughs> There's a person in them. Yes, that specific Gamora. <laughs> How do you find the one Gamora picture that's not Zoe Saldana? Because it, it was a comic before it was her. No, it wasn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nobody ever. Anyway. Um, anyway. Next time. Jake, who's your MVP? Uh, I already said it was Terry Nation. Oh, you did? I'm sorry. 
Next time, a four-parter. The season finale of season two. There's some really exciting stuff that happens. I'll give you a small spoiler. We do get our new companion, Singular. And it's called The Time Meddler. Heard of this one. Oh, yeah. We talked about it. Oh, yeah. She also listens to podcasts. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Alex, do a song. This has been Married to Who, our episode on The Chase. If you'd like to listen to any of our older episodes, you can do so on our website, marriedwho.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so Married to Who Pod. We're on Instagram at Married to Who. On behalf of myself, Jake, Cody, Sam, Jill, and Alex, and our producer, Terry, thank you so much for listening. Please join us next time for The Time Meddler. Beauty, <laughs> <laughs>